I am Liz Wright. Welcome to Live Your Best Life. The only thing that matters now is living by the power of this wonderful new creation life. We're going to become an undefeatable force of radiating glory, and we are rising up strong now in this hour. Hi guys, thank you for tuning in from all around the nations for what's going to be an epic episode. It's going to be so inspirational for you guys to hear the conversation that I have today with one of the most just, I don't passionate for Jesus, just passionate for Jesus, full of love, men that I have the privilege of knowing, who's just walked in radical love, radical encounters, radical healings for years. He just goes, he and his wife just go hard after Jesus all the time. They're so in love with him and so sold out. And I know that as you listen to today's conversation, you are going to catch that zeal. So if you're tired, you're going to just expect a fresh awakening of your heart today as you just, yeah, just receive that fresh fire inside of you, that fresh capacity to just love Jesus and go after him in an uncompromised way way of life, which we all want, right? We get tired from time to time, but you're not going to be after today's conversation. <laughs> oh my gosh. My special guest is the founder, co-founder of Encountering Jesus Ministries. He's also a pastor at Bethel Church in Redding, California, one of my happy places in the world, as you all know. He partners a lot with Iris Ministries. He's just the most amazing man of God. And he has just produced a documentary that is airing on God TV. That is, uh, it's a story, it's a capturing of the most epic prayer journey that's just happened. That's so different and so powerful. And I was watching it yesterday and just bawling, crying, watching it. It's so brilliant, so moving what Jesus did on this trip. So you're going to hear more about it in a minute. But before I bring him on, I'm just going to show you a, the, a quick trailer of what we're talking about. I'll be back in a minute. Yeah, I'm just, I'm just kind of in shock right now. That's why we're here, is that God called me to pray for Orange County. This is where I was born, and it's a pretty epic spot to pray and to connect with God. Sometimes you just gotta jump in, you know? Oh, thank you, Jesus! This is, this is what we're crying out for. God, heal our land. Heal our land. Lord, we just come in humility and we say, heal our land. We just say, yes, Jesus, stretch out your hand for healing. Lord, the people would jump in the ocean and they would discover your beauty, they would discover your goodness. This was probably the greatest prayer experience that I've ever had in my life. That's one of the best worship services I've been in. Chad Dedman, welcome to the show. <laughs> so great to see you. 
So good. We're so excited. Yeah. What an amazing time. Yeah. What an amazing time. Oh, so, okay. So can we start at the beginning? How Tell us a little bit about, a little bit more about what it is all about. What was in the heart of Jesus that you were agreeing with him for? Like what, yes. where did it start? Yeah, I think, well, I mean, really it started when I almost died in 2018. I was in a oh. serious car accident, rolled my forerunner five times, uh, felt fingers go across my body and then felt the forming of a palm, which felt like a cocoon. And I was ejected from the uh, sunroof of my forerunner, bounced on highway five, should, had a severe head injury, should have died, but um, I completely survived by the hand of God, you know, like, and really had to walk through a journey of killing PTSD and uh, just crazy head injury deals and the whole, my cortisol levels were shot. But the Lord told me that, Chad, you're going to see a mental health healing wave. This was in 2018. After six months of building a well of peace and hope, the Lord told me to meditate on hope and peace, that you're going to see a mental health healing wave. So this is what it all started. And then COVID happened in 2020 in California, you know, basically we were told we were not essential business as those that were pastors, priests, which, you know, if you study history, we all have thrown ourselves on the front lines. That's what the gospel demands of us is that we give our life to those around us, that we serve others, that we, you know, you know, you have Father Damien going to Molokai to an island of lepers. I mean, he was there to minister to them. And so during that time of COVID, church being shut down, being a part of the church, we weren't meeting. There was this place in me of like, okay, God, this is an opportunity. Like this is Whenever we have seen, you know, disease or different things, it's an opportunity where the enemy comes to steal, kill and destroy. God comes in with with his goodness, with his love, with his, you know, heart to save, his heart to bring peace. And so I began to just ask the Lord, how am I supposed to intercede? How am I supposed to stand in the gap? And then January 10th, 2021, I had a dream. Now, you have to understand that we still in the Church of California, we were still shut down at this time in January 2021. We had we were not meeting in buildings. I would go and maybe meet in some buildings legally. But anyways, that's what John Calvin Another story. <laughs> but um, but my point being is that there was a need in my land that. To give you an example, you know, God kind of given me this assignment to see the mental health healing wave. I started ministering a lot more in drug and alcohol treatment centers. And so in the city of San Francisco, where in one year they lost 223 people to COVID, they lost 850 people to drug overdose. So, you know, those were the, the issues that I was seeing in my land going, okay, hey, God is the blood in the land is crying out. For me to respond to something not on my watch, that is the responsibility of us as intercessors, where, you know, we move in the office spirit, where an enemy is coming, well, okay, well, then what is the Lord doing? Where there was such a spirit of fear, so it demanded some courage. So January 10th, 2021, I had a dream that I was stand-up paddleboarding. Now, I'm a surfer, I'm a waterman, I am not a stand-up paddleboarder. Us surfers, we don't like stand-up paddleboarders. And it so speaks to the new thing. You know, Isaiah 53, behold, I do a new thing. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. But you have to understand, out of the bubonic plague, the Reformation and the Renaissance exploded. It took a, it took a, a society that was stuck in the Dark Ages for 900 years 
and those, the John Calvin doing house meetings during the bubonic plague, that generation birthed the Renaissance and the Reformation, took a whole society out of the Dark Ages. So right. this whole time of COVID, the, God is going to release new wineskins and new ways on how to release his art into society today, especially if we're going to see a pivot in the church for a billion soul harvest, which what Bob Jones told me in 2002 so in February 2nd, 2020, I was like, game on. Kansas City just won the Super Bowl for the first time since 1970. Let's go. And so when the COVID happened, I was like, oh, this is a perfect God opportunity. And so I have this dream that I'm stand-up paddleboarding and this healing angel that brings healing to the land, had this golden scepter, puts it into the ocean floor and then goes south. And I'm in Huntington Beach where I was born and raised. My parents pastored there in the 90s. And I went all the way down to San Clemente. And then I heard the Lord say, intercede. So I put my paddle down. I put my hands up. I begin to intercede over the land. And I see this cloud of God's presence out in the distance in the ocean. And it gets closer and closer. It goes over San Clemente. And it's this fog, this favor of God. And it goes over California, over America, then over distant nations. And I wake up from the dream. And I hear the voice of God say, February 2nd through the 6th. So I'm like, you want me to do this in three weeks? Like, I've never paddled over a mile. Like, this is crazy. It's 37 miles, you know? And so I got two other guys that were crazy with me. And I'm telling you, it was the most crazy journey seeing, you know, entering a worship service has been going on for 10,000 years of wow. you know, where, you know, it's the fish, it's the birds of the air. They're all, oh, all creations right. worship to join that worship service, to be paddling eight hours, you know, interceding. It felt like I was starting to unlock an understanding of that place of intercession where, you know, Luke 10, 27, that you would worship your Lord God with all of your heart, your mind, and your strength. How do we know when we give God all of our strength? You know, you're probably cramping. You're probably, you know, uh, like you're so exhausted, you can barely move. So it feels like I was entering a worship service where my spirit, soul, and body were so engaged and so connected that to the spirit of God, that it, that it began to open up the heavens to a whole other level that I've never experienced before. Yeah. And so we did this for five days and then we're in the water on Friday. Um, this is February 5th. I'm out in the water and the Supreme court overturns governor Newsom, my governor that churches can meet indoors. So the day after my first ever prayer assignment back in February, 2021, I, the day after I got to go to church for the first time, I got to go to Bethel inside the sanctuary and worship Jesus. And we saw in about a year span, we saw eight governmental shifts. Uh, one of them was in Hawaii. One of them was in San Francisco. You know, there's a lot of different stories that I could tell, but that was, you know, the first one and the first four episodes. And uh, anyways, it was pretty exciting, but it was the. Uh, it was a new discovery, especially to how marrying prayer and evangelism and breaking yeah. the compartmentalization that uh, and we have seen so many people get saved and people jump in the boat like like I've had people call me out and say, you know, have you had your spiritual experience yet? And I'm like, yeah, I just had one, you know, then they start sharing theirs and then a line for I mean, that actually is what happened at Venice Beach this last July. But but anyways, we could go more and more into it. And I'm sure. 
Wow. It's just, it's so inspirational because it's so different what Jesus, the God adventure that he took you on. And I love the fact that you were, it was so deep. It was like when you were speaking, actually, I was feeling like it was a healing wave. Yeah, There was obviously for mental health, but there were so many levels to it. It's like this huge wave was being released from the heart of God to heal the land, to heal the people, to heal creation, like just wave after wave of healing to change things so that there could be systemic shifts by laws being changed, like you said. Like So day after day, as you guys, crazy bears, <laughs> paddling for miles and miles in the choppy ocean, just, just sold out for God. I love that you do everything for him. So was he just giving you his perspective every day, like agree with this today, decree that today? Totally. Yeah, and, and um, I think too, you know, understanding that he is the same yesterday, day, forever, that yeah, that yeah. there is something that the Lord, we read about Reese Howell, you know, and, and his time during World War II and the whole deal of him standing in the gap and, you know, Esther, you know, all these different amazing intercessors. And it's like, well, we're alive. Like, you know, like, like it's, you know, and then what is the injustices? What are the things that are going on? And then we begin to move in that opposite spirit where we are, you know, not consumed by the enemy. You know, he who sits in the heavens and laughs over the plans of the enemy. So we should understand the plans of the enemy. We should know the plans, but we shouldn't be consumed by them, that we live in this place of being connected, being one with the father. And that's probably one of the biggest things that I've learned in growing in this place of the prophetic to another level, you know, um, uh, intercession, but really it's through the point of being his friend. Like that really is the greatest call and friendship is maturity from sonship or daughterhood. That it's that place of a spirit of adoption, that place of being his son, being his daughter. And then friendship is actually a maturity of sonship that it's when you get in your 20s and you start contributing you live you know you move out of the house and um anyways i had this crazy dream with bob jones where he was crying and saying why will the church remain either eight years old grasping and understanding their identity or uh, a 16 year old that won't go and get a job to prepare to become responsible to live outside the house that that there's this place of friendship that the lord is inviting us into that we begin to contribute so anyways yeah it's um it's been a real fun journey that's for sure we have since now gone 2500 miles in the last few years wow paddling wow paddling we've also been biking we've also been walking we did our second annual prayer marathon um so we walked 26.2 miles along the Sacramento River, so the River of Sacrament, praying for the communion revival. Anyways, it has been, uh, it's been a really, really amazing journey. We've seen sharks. I've paddled through the Hawaiian Islands, from island to island, um, seeing humpback whales during humpback whale season. But, you know, I I think it's, it's, you know, it's Joshua 1-3, wherever your feet tread, I give you that land as your inheritance. And understanding Joshua of, going you know and taking the enemy's territory that that there is something about going places that no one has gone to before through a paddleboard meaning that i have mm-hmm. access to things that no i did pearl harbor and that was the first time we got we got kicked out but we got to take communion we got to pray we got to pray for the guys with the gun turrets who were telling us no one's ever been here before you can't be here and i'm like hey that's kind of what i do it's like <laughs> go to places like you know so anyways that has been some of the journey i think the whole deal with joshua it was an adventure god was inviting the israelites into an adventure that brought a sense of connection and i think 
when we talk about friendship, I, you know, I have, I've been married 18 years that my relationship with my wife, Julia, we have adventures together. It's not the only building blocks of our connection, but it's a big piece of our point of connection. So why not have that in our relationship with God where we take adventures with him, you know? And so that has been a big part of what this has been as a place of friendship with him as we take adventures together. I love that. And it's the greatest privilege, isn't it? And it is. I mean, you know, I'm a wild and wacky prophetic intercessor too, going on God adventures. I love it. You know, I love it because you get so much of his heart, don't you? Like you guys obviously are carrying more of his heart through your intimate friendship with him. The joining together of prayer, like intercession, carrying the heart of God and evangelism, just reaching out and from that place of friendship and connection, just authentically releasing him, releasing his presence and in the documentary, oh my gosh, so the episode, I mean, it's all awesome, but episode six, Father's Day, I was messed up. I mean, just so beautiful. Will you share a little bit with us about yes. what happened there? Because that's, to me, that's your friendship. Jesus showing up powerfully through you practically in the yes. community that you're serving as you're healing the land. It's actually manifesting. Yes. Yeah, no, definitely. You know, this is, um, this was over a weekend. We had paddled already 25 miles and then we were going to do this epic, you know, take out this dad who we, um, I met in 2018, right after my car accident and she asked me, she went into an open vision. This is um, her husband was hit by a drunk driver. It was a hit and run. And uh, it was a Super Bowl Sunday. It was February of 2017. And he's not a quadriplegic. It's a head injury. He hit his head and um, he cannot talk. He cannot communicate. He has five boys. The youngest was uh, seven months old. Uh, five sons. He was the breadwinner. He was uh, a realtor and a, and a land developer. And so, you know, no longer could work. They found the guy that hit him the next day. The wife uh, forgave him, dropped the charges, brought him to church. He got saved, rededicated his life to the Lord. Uh, an epic story of forgiveness. And so she has her first ever open vision in a meeting that Julie, um, Julie and I and Heidi Baker were doing together. And she had open vision said, the Lord said that this man on the stage will take your husband surfing. So I ended up taking him surfing after my car accident, which was so amazing, so full circle, so healing in so many ways. And I have this open vision of taking him out with his five sons. So his two youngest sons, he's a surfer. He grew up teaching his three oldest boys how to surf, but his two youngest were so small, like one in a... Yeah, almost two years old and, you know, seven months old. So he had never taken out those two youngest and something just broke in me of this whole Malachi four, six deal. And really, if we don't have the father's and the mother's hearts during turn towards the children, there's going to be a curse in the land. So it actually demands the, the healing of the land, which this is something that I've dove into quite a bit of understanding of, wow, when we begin to heal the families, when we begin to heal the fathers and the sons, it actually heals, it breaks off a curse over our land. So I wanted to take him out on Father's Day. Um, and this has been one of the things that we've done. So we've taken out over 100 people with trauma. 
So I've been doing these paddles and I've paddled over, you know, a thousand miles into the open water ocean and also done the Sacramento river, but I also want to do evangelism where we've taken out drug and alcohol treatment centers out surfing. We've taken out uh, uh, kids that are autistic out surfing. And now we're taking out this dad with a brain injury. And what we have discovered the Lord told me in 2018, Chad, I'm going to give you wineskins on evangelism where no longer you chase people down. They will chase you down. They will become curious. You'll have acts of kindness, acts of like love that they will be so curious and they want to know what is happening. And so when we took this dad out at Doheny and Father's Day, where you have thousands of people, like tens of thousands of people, and they're watching you pick him up out of his wheelchair, putting him on this big giant surfboard. There's so many people that ask us what is happening. Like what, there's people that ask us, can we pray? And they didn't even know we were Christians, you know, and I'm like, this is perfect. And then we go out there and there's probably 300 people surfing and we're like, hey, we're going to get these party waves. And I mean, to watch the community, because it gives me chills just like thinking about it. First of all, we have a family of seven. We've got five boys and a, and a wife and a husband. And that, and like, just to like celebrate him as his greatest identity is a dad, is a son and is a dad. He's not handicapped. That's not his greatest identity. You know, you've had the medical world, you've had outside world just label this guy as he is handicapped. And he's like, no, like this guy is a dad. And every dad should have rites of passage moments with their kids, whether it's hiking, fishing. And then this guy's case, he's a surfer. So what a privilege, but yeah, is it risky? I mean, like it's risky. Like if he falls in, I have lifeguards with me that are my buddies. I'm like certified, you know, CPR, all that different stuff. So, I mean, like if he falls in, if we do a wipeout, which the greatest surfer of all time, Kelly Slater wipes out, Michael Jordan misses shots. Like, you know, so there's an element of risk, but thank God we got three waves. We did not wipe out. Um, everything was good. We prayed for angels to be protecting us. And we took all the right precautions, but I still start crying, it, you know, just thinking about how legendary. And then the fact that he passed in October of 21, just five months later, like if I would have waited, you know, and, and I think that's a big one for, you know, everyone that's watching is that there's dreams that maybe we've been waiting for. And you might feel an unction from the spirit of God to step into them, but they're not always convenient. You know, I live in Reading. This is at Doheny Beach. This is a 10 hour drive, you know, like all the gas prices that got hiked up, you know, I'm like, okay, God, if this is you, then give me a house in Huntington Beach, you know, then I'll go forward with this ministry, but it's not always convenient. So I just encourage you that when it feels inconvenient, but you could feel the wooing because I, I had a mountain of reasons why I should not have be there, but I was like, no, it's to serve this man to be a dad to just assist and yeah it was a special special moment so beautiful chad so moving and when you guys watch the documentary you'll see it because it was all captured on film and he got his dream with his boys and you facilitated that and you knew it from the heart of god it was so special and, and watching them go out into the waves these massive waves on this huge surfboard is just beautiful, magical moment. It was just amazing to see it. But that's the thing, isn't it? When when you partner with Jesus, you're actually partnering with his heart. So Jesus is getting his dream and you can partner with him and being able to facilitate that in that moment, whatever it looks like, you know, and of course, in that situation, the father, the dad also. And I love what you said. He's not, de he's not defined by his condition, you know, by 
having the accident and the condition yes. of his body because of that. He is his highest identity is son of God and a father to those beautiful boys. And yeah, so, so amazing, Chad. And I love to see your heart. I know it was captured in the documentary. You were just, it was so overwhelming for you. It was such a privilege to be oh, able to, yeah. you know, you had so much of the Lord's heart for him. It was just amazing. But they, this is the, these are the sweet treasures of God adventures, aren't they? Like you said, if we'll just step out on the water, if we'll just go with that unction, even yeah. if it's inconvenient, it's worth it. It's worth it's it. worth the cost because you step into the purposes of Jesus Himself. Yeah. You get to be in the reason why we're alive too. You know, these plans and purposes were from before the foundation of the earth, aren't we? We just really, we just slipstream with it. Yeah, and what's really special too is that this family is actually going with me in a couple of weeks to do a special needs surf camp. So her boys wow. are still, wow. they, they live in Reading. So I've been continually discipling and just being a spiritual follower to this family. And that's, it has wow. been, cool. so we'll have a full circle moment and we're going to go to Pismo beach and help kids out that are autistic and blind. And, and uh, yeah, it's going to be pretty special, you know, wow. and it, it's been a, it's been some of the most fruitful moments that I've seen in ministry in the last 20 years where, you know, I mean, it's been incredible what God's doing in San Francisco. Um, I've I've prayer paddled the Golden Gate Bridge going from the East Gate to the West Gate. And uh, it has been pretty incredible where the Lord has been speaking to me in dreams and he'll tell me this is Elijah training or this is Isaiah training. And this one in particular was uh, Elijah training, uh, or not Elijah training, Ezekiel training. So I wrote, wrote, read the whole book of Ezekiel, and I was like, okay, there's something about 37, you know, the Valley of Dry Bones and the whole deal. And so, you know, the Lord just kept on telling me, hey, I'm teaching you how to move in the opposite spirit, which is so important for us as intercessors that we yeah. in the opposite, that opposite spirit. Yeah. And then I discovered one of the churches I was ministering to that week that one of their youth jumped off the Golden Gate Bridge. So I'm like, wow, and committed suicide and realized this is the number one bridge for suicide in our country, in America. So we took communion and we prophesied John 10, 10 over the bridge that that people would discover life and life abundantly of what Jesus gave his life for. But the winds, the, the, we had this crazy wind in our face, wind in our back, wind in our, both of our sides, meaning the four winds. And I'm like, guys, this is an Ezekiel moment. We need to prophesy. So we have this whole open vision of like, you know, what we deem in America of like, oh, that's a dead person walking if they're like a heroin addict or if they're having a, you know, a mental health issue and they're suicidal, like that's just a dead, you know, and I just saw all these people that were getting radically, they were the, they were the, they were the dry bones. Yeah. They were the dead people walking and then suddenly the spirit of God crashing in. And so we had this whole crazy prayer time, take communion. Well, the next morning I'm preaching at a local church in San Francisco, and I see this boy getting ministered to, he's like 14 years old. And I start getting words of knowledge. And I say, hey, when you were nine years old, God, uh, it, there, there was an abandonment from your father that happened and the Lord is healing any abandonment issue. And it's safe to climb up on his lap. Yes. He was a nine-year-old climbing up on the father's lap. Well, this, this, you know, 13-year-old teenager starts just screaming. 
His dad was deported by ICE when he was nine years old. So his dad was taken from him, deported, brought back to Mexico. So he was living without his dad. And I go, um, have you ever, so he starts getting healed and I'm uh, just getting healed of father issues and different stuff. And then I'm like, have you ever asked Jesus to come into your life, to be your best friend? And he goes, no, I've never asked Jesus to come into my life. And I'm like, well, what's your name? And he goes, my name's Ezekiel. Oh my like, gosh. Oh yeah. Okay. This is Ezekiel training. Like, you know, you're in Ezekiel training when Ezekiel, you know, gets saved and set free. And then he comes up to Bethel for the youth conference in October. This was in August and he gets healed of a back injury. So he gets saved, healed and delivered. And he is wow. still today, one of the leaders, but he was just riding his bicycle and an usher that Sunday morning and said, Hey, we've got free donuts and a band playing in here. Then he heard me speak. He was never from that church. His mom was, you know, working. And so Ezekiel got rocked, but that was so cool to have that. But then I got, you know, I started biking El Camino Real. So I had to bike over the Golden Gate Bridge and I noticed shooting. This is about, this is about six months after our first prayer assignment there under the bridge and having the four winds and the whole deal. These beams are shooting out. And I asked a cop, I'm like, Hey, these beams are out here. What, what are they? They weren't here in August when I was here you know, per paddling. And he goes, well, the city of San Francisco voted to come up with a solution for all the suicides. And we have just voted in to put these beams with nets, the sensors. So when somebody jumps, it takes the average person nine minutes to get out of the nets, but it alerts the first responders to come that are on the bridge. So it drops the suicide prevention like 95%. So that is scalable prayer. And that's what I just feel like one of the things that I hear from people that are so skeptic on prayer and intercession, oh, it's not scalable. And I'm like, yes, it is. Like you get specific with God, you go out there and take adventures with him. And it might not be that day. It might not be the next week. It might not be the next month, but you will begin to see change knowing that it's not a coincidence. And you can see how God is connecting and in, and in, and in, 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 in really as you pull the thread of intercession. So I just released oh, yeah. just the, the, to go on a journey with God to, to go, you know, and take the land again, to, you know, what does that look like? Maybe it's per walking your neighborhood. Maybe, you know, it doesn't have to be per battling 30 miles, you know, just what does it look like to you to take your land? And so Lord, we pray Lord for intercessors that are friends of God. We pray Lord for intercessors that stand in the gap, for the injustice that that they would begin to be on the front lines of you know drug addiction or you know uh, pornography the you know uh, sex trafficking the whole deal or that you would raise up intercessors that actually go on the front lines that let their light shine in the dark places. Oh man! Oh my gosh! Oh man! We agree, Chad. Oh, and I think one of the most incredible moments that we can ever experience is when you see something profound change. Like you've seen, you see the Lord move powerfully and you know that that was exactly what you prayed. You know, it's just amazing. And you just there celebrating like in awe of the the Lord's, what the fruit of what can happen through our friendship, our authentic friendship. And you just take these baby steps and you move forward and the God of the universe crashes in and systemically changes things in the earth. That's the privilege of our friendship, isn't it? The privilege of our life with him. 
So amen that you guys would just go deeper and deeper and deeper into your the experience of your friendship with Jesus and whatever he directs you to do, the grace of Jesus is there. It's the supernatural empowerment of Holy Spirit to walk it out, walk the journey out with him. And oh my gosh, and you'll grow so much and you'll go deeper and deeper and deeper into just seeing the awesomeness of who he is. Oh my gosh, Chad, I could swap stories with you. <laughs> Like when you were talking, I'm like, oh yeah, I remember when that we did that journey and that, and oh my gosh. And, but it's just brilliant. It's so brilliant talking with you and you, you're so inspirational. It's like, cause you're just like sold out hundred percent sold out. There's nothing else. Once you've tasted Jesus, there's nothing else is there. And I know nothing, you, else. nothing else. And you've seen so much of his power and encounters and who he is and supernatural healings and amazing, amazing. Your life's amazing. It's inspirational. Thank you so much for giving us your time. Uh, and, thank you. Thank you. Yeah. What a privilege. Thank you guys so much. Yeah, and guys, get across to God TV and watch the watch the whole documentary. It's really brilliant. And have the most amazing week. And I pray you'll have some God adventures even this week. And I can't wait to be with you again next Monday. God bless. We have made warfare so complicated, but it's not. We've been in the mindset quite largely of a big God and a big enemy. But we don't have a big enemy. Our enemy was created by God and he is now defeated. And because of that, we don't live for victory, we live from victory. Armchair Warfare is all about learning how to live victoriously from the internal seat of rest. You're not just gonna learn truths in this course, you're gonna be empowered to walk in the fullness of your identity and your authority. You are going to walk in the revelation of who Jesus is as King and that as King, He now resides inside of you. When Jesus said on the cross, it is finished, He birthed a new creation. Through this course, you are going to enter into the experience of that as your reality.